Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord for each one of you that are already tuned in, all those that are following our podcast platform to listen to this wonderful, wonderful revelation of the word. We are seeing Christ in this New Testament plan and we have come to something new today that is uh, we are going to talk about Christ's person in creation. We have seen him in his in the Godhead. We have seen him in the divine arrangement that is in the divine economy. We want to see this Christ in the creation. In creation, what was his person? We need to know. And all this is for our enjoyment. Once again, I welcome you unto this wonderful program called the Freedom Streams, whereby we bring to you wonderful teaching series. I am Pastor Dennis from Freedom Experience Ministry. We have been talking about Christ covering uh, several matters and aspects concerning him. And this time around, we want to cover the matter of Christ's person and creation. So we have come now in the, the uh, dispensation whereby there was now the creation. Now in creation, Christ is the creator. Christ is the creator. And since God is the creator of all things, and since Christ is God, he surely is also the creator of all things. Now, this is clearly revealed in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 10, whereby the Bible says that you in the beginning, Lord, have founded the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. Now, that is what Hebrews is mentioning. And this verse the quotation from Psalms 102 verses 25. This applied to Christ the Son and it indicates that as God, Christ created heaven and earth. Therefore Christ is the creator of the universe. Remember when you come to your simple knowledge with Genesis 1, 1 says in the beginning God created uh, the heavens and the earth and he used the word that we know uh, uh, in John chapter 1 being the word became flesh. We shall continue to see the second aspect here in creation being the word through whom all things came into being. Because you need to know how Christ became the creator. So we come to this second aspect as he is the word through whom all things came into being. So Christ is not only the creator but also the word through whom all things came into being same applies today. You can speak a word, the word of God, and everything concerning you will be um, will come into being. So, he is not only the creator, but also the means through which creation came into existence. He was the creator, but he used himself in the word to create what he was creating. So, speaking of Christ as the word, John 1.3 says that all things came into being through him and apart from him nothing came into being which was which has come into being so here we see that the creation came into being through the word and which word is Christ so what does it mean that all things came into being through him and that apart from him nothing has come into being what does that mean simply means that apart from him, nothing has existence. So one day through the word as the means, many things came into being. Glory to God. So we may say that 
in a sense the creator did not need to work in order to make everything for there was no need for for the creator to do anything in his creation he simply spoke a word and everything had being let there be a light let there be uh, let the water separate let there come trees and what he spoke a word he didn't have to involve in his, himself in creating with his hands only uh, that which he did with with creating man all other things he just spoke a word that when he came, he came on man and to man he didn't speak he came to make to build to manufacture uh, uh, from the very ground praise the name of Jesus according to our concept creation requires labor you need to come and begin to do this and that however when we come to God's creation here there was no labor only it was speaking when God said let there be light light came into existence when he said let there be an expanse I mean space the heavens the expanse came into being when he said let the dry land appear the dry land appeared see through the all inclusive Christ as the word all things came into being glory to God so you know what creation is creation is the calling of things not being as being through the word this is what Romans chapter 4 verses 17 is emphasizing Paul a man of revelation had seen something even when it came to faith faith of Abraham he mentions and says that as it is written I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed Abraham believed in God even God why because he's the one that weakens the dead and also calls those things which be not as though they yeah. he says light and then the light that has not been comes. So the word is both the means and the sphere of creation used the word. So we may not differentiate Christ as the creator from Christ as the means of creation. You will see that it is appearing to be the same. In other words, when you read John 1.3, you see that there is a meaning that the word is the creator of all things. So you cannot separate Christ the creator from Christ as the means of creation. If we say that Christ is the creator we mean that he created everything through him being the word. So this verse John 1.3 does not say that the word was the creator. Instead the verse says that through the word all things came into being indicating that the word was the means through which the creator Christ created all things. He was the creator and he was the word that uh, through which all things came into existence. So Christ is both the creator, the means by which all things were created. Now although as God Christ is the creator, John 1.3 reveals that as the word he was the means of creation. According to this verse, all things came into existence through Christ. So, when you come to the King James Version, it says that all things were made by Him. 
However, this is not something accurate in translation because the Greek preposition should be rendered through him. Everything came into existence through him. It's not, it's, we are not supposed to use by him. We are to use through him. And this verse d- does not say that all things were created by Christ. But it says that all things were created into existence through Christ. This indicates that Christ is the means of creation. Christ is in in, in fact is the the creator of all things. The point where uh, we, we are emphasizing here is that uh, Christ is the word through whom all things came into being. He is the means of creation. When you come to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, it says that by faith we understand that the universe has been framed by the word of God so that what is seen has not come into being from things which appear. So here we need to consider this verse along with the the first part of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 which says that through Christ the universe was made. So we know that scientists are trying to learn how the universe was framed. According to the book of Hebrews the universe was framed through Christ as the word of God. God spoke and the universe came into existence. Christ as the word of God to be the means through which God's creation came into existence implies also that as the means of God's creation, Christ speaks God. Christ speaks God and defines God and he explains God because he is the word. Praise the name of Jesus. So let us proceed to number three. Christ in creation being the firstborn of all creation. Now when we come to Colossians 1.15, it says that Christ is the firstborn of all creation. This means that in creation, Christ is the first. Christ as, as God is the creator. However, Christ as a man sharing the created blood and flesh. Hebrews 2.14 is part of the creation. Now when we talk about Christ as part of the creation, not as the creator, Christ is the firstborn of all creation as past, as part of a creation. This refers to Christ's preeminence. We saw uh, the preeminence of Christ. So in all, in all creation, since from... Uh, this verse uh, through verses 18 from verses 15 Colossians chapter 1 15 to 18 see that Paul is emphasizing the first place of Christ in all things he was the first one he has the preeminence this verse reveals that Christ is not only the creator but also the first among the, all the created things the first among all creatures praise the name of the Lord now some people insist that Christ is only creator not the creature but the bible reveals that christ is both a creator and the creature he is both god and man so as god christ is the creator but as man christ is a creature the question would be how could he have man's flesh blood and bones if he were not a creature how can we say that he has flesh and blood and bones. He lived on earth and yet we say he is not a creature. 
I think that would be heretical. We need to believe that Christ is truly uh, a man. He became man. For Christ is God, has always been God, and always will be God. But also there is another truth. That through incarnation, became a man. And otherwise, he could not he could not have shed his blood on the cross for our sins if he was not a man. It is the best truth that our Christ is both God and man. Both the creator and the creature. So we have seen that as God, Christ is eternal. And he did not need to be born because God is eternal. But when you come to Colossians 1.15, he is called the firstborn of all creation. Now anything that requires birth must be a creature and apart from uh, must be part of creation because it, it requires birth if Christ were only God not man then he could not have been born for God uh, because God you know God is infinite God is eternal without beginning without end but as a man Christ had to be born this is why the Bible says in Isaiah 9 verse 6 that unto us a child is born and his name shall be called mighty God. Now when you see this, a child is born to be called the mighty God hey, as the mighty God Christ is eternal but as the child he had to be born. Now some will begin to argue that Christ was born but not created. According to the Bible birth is the carrying out of creation. So to be born is also to be created. That's why Christ is the firstborn uh, among all the creatures. In uh, all the creatures, so some may even wonder how Christ could be the firstborn of all creation, since he he was born less than two thousand years ago after creation. You see, and they begin to argue and wonder how, how can this be. Because he was not there in at the very beginning of creation. He was born some 2,000 years ago. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, this for this we need to realize that there is no time element with God. God lives in the timelessness. For example, according to our estimate of time, Christ was crucified about 2,000 years ago. But when you come to Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, says that Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. In other words, he was created. Rather, he was crucified, slain as a lamb before even the world was created. Now, what does this mean? These are both right. But when we begin to count God, God is, uh, God is reckoning is much more than important than ours. You don't need to stick on your time and your estimate of time and forget that God as God is reckoning, is counting. So in the sight of, of God, Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. In eternity, God foresaw a fall of man. Therefore, uh, also it was in eternity before creation that he made preparation for the accomplishment of redemption. So by the time creation began, everything was already settled. God had arranged everything, including the dying of Christ for the foundation of the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. So I believe that someone is uh, following at the same time, enjoying this wonderful uh, 
wonderful work of God. We may apply this matter of the different ways of recording time to Christ as the firstborn of all creation. This is now why we say Christ is the firstborn of all creation because he was there in the beginning. So according to our sense of time, Christ was born in Bethlehem approximately 2,000 years ago, but in the sight of God, Christ was born before the foundation of the world and Revelation 13.8 has told us uh, that he was, if, if he was slain from the foundation of the world, certainly he must have been born before then. Because how can they crucify a person to, again, when he is not there? So this is one of the amazing things of God. Therefore, according to God's perspective, the way he sees things, according to his perspective in eternity, according to God's viewpoint, Christ was always, he has always been the first of all creatures. God for us saw the day that Christ would be born in Bethlehem. Because Christ is the first among the creatures, he, then we can say that that as the all-inclusive one he is both the creator and also a creature, part of creation. Praise the name of the Lord. So Christ is the creator, the means of creation, the first among the creatures. However, we see that uh, uh, in Colossians 1.15, they are teaching, there are some people that were, were teaching heresy concerning Christ. They used Colossians 1.15 and uh, some many theologians they began to say that Christ is the first among all creatures. And uh, they rather they were avoiding people saying that Christ is the first among all creatures because it was difficult for them to apply it. So they began to teach heresy. And one of the writers said that uh, although Colossians 1.15 indicates that Christ is the first in creation, we should not say this as we be condemned by fundamental Christians for following the heretical teachings of this, this group uh, of, of the people that we are called the Arias. So, in those days, Arias taught that Christ's divinity was incomplete and that he came into being through the union of the Logos and the human body. See, that was a wrong teaching. Therefore, he went on to say that uh, according to him, he says that Christ cannot, com- cannot compare with God that is merely the most outstanding, the noblest, and the highest among the creatures. Arius went on to teach that the word is not God who is uncreated, but is instead the chief of all creation. Now, this was belittled in Christ, and this was heresy. This was a wrong teaching. He went on to assert that Christ was created by God for the ages preceding all created things. See, this means that there was a time when Christ did not exist. And Arius goes on to teach and affirm that because Christ died without sin, he could be resurrected, ascended to the heavens, and then that's when he became God. This is a wrong teaching. This is a false doctrine. And we shouldn't follow the false doctrine of Arius. This is contrary to the revelation of the scriptures. The Bible clearly says that the word Christ was God, John 1.1. Yet Arius asserts, uh, asserted and, uh, 
that the word is not the self-existing God. And then he says that uh, uh, he maintained that Christ's divinity is imperfect and not compared uh, with Christ. And this is all wrong. And this was a false teaching. So, the Bible says that Christ is the very God who exists from the beginning and who is self-existent without beginning. However, we see that this, this man Arias, the wrong teacher, said that there was a time when Christ did not exist and that he became God only after his resurrection and ascension. And you will find that some people believe that. And this is a wrong teaching. It insults Christ's divine person. So we should reject it. Wherever I find it, wherever I find people teaching it, it is wrong. So in saying that Christ, creator and the means of creation, is the first among the creatures, we are simply following the pure word of God. Colossians 1.15 indicates clearly that with respect to the humanity of Christ, he was created. Christ was created. And here the Greek word for firstborn is protokos. Now, protocols composes of two words. Proto, which means the first one or the beginning. And tokos means on, produced. Then protocols means the first one born, the first one produced, produced in the beginning. So this is first firstborn, meaning protocols. Now, it can be be translated, a protocols can be translated firstborn. And this is Christ as the firstborn of all creation. And it means that he is the first, the chief of all creation. This does not mean that he is before all creation and is therefore not to be included in creation because someone will say uh, because he is before all creation, we cannot include him in creation. No, it's not what we are talking about. Praise the name of Jesus. So when you come to Colossians 1 15 to 18, you see that twice Christ is mentioned as the firstborn. Verse 15 says that he is the firstborn of all creation. And verse 18 says that he is the firstborn from among the dead. The dead. So as the firstborn from among the dead, Christ is the first among the resurrected ones. Alas, his being the firstborn of all creation means that he is first among the created. And this means that among the created ones and the resurrected ones, Christ is the firstborn and he occupies the first place. The central, the, the central thought here is that Christ has the preeminence of all things in all things. If he if, if was not the firstborn of all creation, then uh, he wasn't going to be the first among the creatures. He could not have the preeminence that is mentioned in Colossians. Christ to have the preeminence means that he is the first in creation and even the first in resurrection. So as God the creator, as we have seen God the creator, Christ is without beginning. But as the firstborn of all creation, he does not uh, does not come into being by himself. Whether he was has a beginning in creation. When he became man. 
So as to his being the firstborn of all creation, he has the created he he has the created human nature. Regarding the created human nature, he is the firstborn of all creation. And surely is not without beginning nor is he self-existent. But instead he begins from all creation. This means that as the creator, he is the uncreated, self-existing one. But as the creature, even the firstborn of every created ones, he has a beginning. So we should know that Christ is called the firstborn of all creation because even before creation, God ordained that he should become a created man. So concerning this, uh, there is a writer called Brother Watchman Nee. He says that in creation, the Son is the firstborn of all creation. Praise the name of Jesus. So he is also the beginning, the first one of the creation of God. When we read Revelation chapter 3 verse 14, you see that he is the first one of the creation of God. In his eternal plan, before the foundation of the world, God ordained that the Son Jesus Christ should become flesh to accomplish redemption. I believe this we can read 1 Peter 1.20. Bible says in verses 20 of 1 Peter that who very who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. See, he was ordained before the foundation of the world that he manifested later on Praise the name of Jesus. So God has had this in plan. The son is the first one among the creatures. Praise the name of the Lord. So we should go with such a a truth. The Bible reveals that before the foundation of the world, even before anything was created, God had ordained that Christ became a created man in order to accomplish his purpose. Therefore, in God's plan, and in his eternal view, um, Christ is the first one created, the firstborn of all creation, ahead of all created ones. And therefore, to say that with respect to his humanity, Christ is created and, to, and is the firstborn of all creation. This is all together in arrangement with the scripture and the scripture revelation and is founded on the scripture ground. Praise the name of the Lord. So according to revelation of the Bible, Christ is both the creator and a creature. This is what I have been emphasizing in this episode. Because he is God and also a man, he is God who creates and he is also a man who is created. As to his being God, he is uncreated. He is a creator. Great I am who is without beginning. But as his being a man he is created he is the firstborn with a beginning so we need to know this wonderful truth we need to we need to see these aspects of Christ praise the name of Jesus we need to see these two aspects of Christ we need to see that he is both God the creator and also man a creature he is the great I am and also the firstborn. He is without beginning and also with beginning. You see? The Bible clearly reveals that Christ is the creator and that he became a creature. 
just as he is God and became a man. If we confess only that Christ is the creator, but we begin to deny that he is a creature, we are in a principle of the same as of those people that are denying that Christ became flesh. Because a lot of people deny. When you read First John chapter uh, 4, verses verses 2 and 3 you see that there is a teaching the bible says that hereby know we a spirit of god every spirit that confesses that christ that jesus christ is come in the flesh is of god so if we don't believe that jesus became flesh then we are a, we have a wrong spirit but it says in verse 3 that every spirit that confesses not that jesus christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And that is that spirit of Antichrist whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world. So such a spirit is going to refuse to believe, to deny that Christ became flesh. We should never deny the, the created aspect of Christ. He is the uncreated God and is also a created man. He is the Lord of creation and he is also a creature even the firstborn of all creation. Allow me to stop here. I know I've taken enough time to explain Christ being the firstborn. Yes, and uh, I'll stop here. This is Pastor Dennis. Until some other time, keep on flowing and even invite new friends. Lord bless you.